Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Spotlight Series. We are in the final days of April, so we are doing a last couple of movies in sports month, and Katie has been uh, chomping at the bit. She's been itching to watch this movie, and it was one of those free times where I was actually around and I could watch it with her. But we watched one of her absolute favorites. I want to say it's... It's up there, right? One of your favorite football films? Yeah, for sure. There's like this one and Blindside. Yeah. And I like the really touching football films. Like, I don't know. The comedy ones are great. Like, yeah. I like a lot of the comedy ones too, but the touching ones, those are those are the ones. And sports-wise, usually football's like the easiest one to get a lot of feelings out. Like basketball, I've seen some really touching basketball ones. But when they do basketball, it's usually one player that they're concentrated on. Like, he got game with Ray Allen and his life well, growing because, up and stuff. I mean, football, for throughout all the rest of the sports, football is easily the biggest roster. There's yes. like 80 men on the team. Whereas basketball, even if you're working with the starters and the the bench players, like, what, that's 10 people, 15 max. So there's not a lot of, like, interpersonal relationships. There's not a lot of time to build these different, like, relationships between the players that you get to do in a football film Yeah, just because they don't exist. There's like, more moving parts. It's same, same with baseball. Like, I love baseball as a sport. It's my favorite sport. But in baseball films, you don't really get a lot of opportunity between all the players to connect because when the game is done, they go home and they do their own thing. Yeah. And for whatever reason, a lot of baseball movies don't show like the practice part of it, which is why I love a league of their own so much because we do get a lot of the montage of them becoming a team and forming those relationships. But a lot of other sports movies don't do that. Oh yeah. Um, but football is where they get it right. A lot of football films, they take the time to build the team because if you are not like on the same wavelength as your team, you're not going to do shit on the football yeah. field. Football is, like, yeah, like, like I was saying, it's a lot of moving parts. If the defense isn't doing their job, then the other team's just going to walk all over them. If the offensive line isn't doing their job, the quarterback doesn't have the time to get the ball off. There's so many moving parts and stuff. If people aren't doing their right, their routes right, you know, it's going to fall apart. Just like in um, The Replacements. Their tight end was was deaf, but he knew how far he needed the run, and it hit the slant to get the play right. So if the quarterback doesn't, you know, was not on his job, then the tight end is going to look like an idiot out there. Just like, with, you know, Martell was just throwing the ball anywhere, and he's like, do it right. He's like, I am doing it right. I'm deaf, man. I have to do it right. But, yeah, so football... Yeah, usually it's it's kind of a group effort in those types of movies. There's probably a couple of football films where it's just one person. Uh, there's probably an earnest version of a football movie where he's like helping out the world because Ernest does every sport ever. Yeah, Slam Dunk Ernest is one of my favorite basketball films. <laughs> he makes these super shoes that can make him do anything on the court. It's hilarious. But we watched the 2006 film. I didn't realize it was 2006. I thought it was still we were still in high school. No, we're when in it, college. When it dropped. So the 2006 film, We Are Marshall. and uh, a heartbreaking story. <laughs> yeah. So this was probably the first time I watched it all the way through. I, honestly. Oh, you saw it on like TV or whatever. I saw pieces. I assume this team was from Texas. Because uh, in Texas, football is the biggest Everything. thing ever. And every 
junior high, every high school has a giant stadium because the football team's great, you know, or they're not. Our team was not great. We had an amazing, amazing stadium. <laughs> but uh, it just it was nice for us to march band because we had an amazing stadium to march in. But uh, we are Marshall. This is the the film uh, just depicts the aftermath mentally and physically of this town in West Virginia. Yes, Marshall, West Virginia. Yes. Uh, after a plane crash in 1970 where the 37 football players, five coaches, two athletic trainers, the athletic director, 25 boosters, and the, the flight crew of five, they all die in this crash. Horrific plane crash it, it on is, their way home from a football game. Yes. And it just shows how the town copes with it because it's crazy to lose anybody in any type of yeah. accident. It's crazy for a group of people. But when you lose, like, what is that, Around almost 70 people? Yeah. Instantly, it just shows how that town just copes with it. And as a town that is crazy about football, this is... Well, yeah, this is a college town and they are... A, a true college town. If yes. you if you don't live in a college town like we do, you might not be aware. But when you live in a college town, a lot of stuff revolves around what happens with the college. Um, all of the, a lot of the fun activities that you can go do are to go watch college sports. Yeah. To go to college <laughs> things. You go Honestly. watch college basketball games in the spring. You go watch or baseball. You go watch football in the fall and football. If you go, if you are from a college town that has a football team, specifically a Division One football team like Marshall was, it is a huge fucking deal. Yes. Like, f- football at a college, with a college team, is an all-weekend thing, basically. Like, Friday night is pep rallies and getting ready for the game, and Saturday is tailgating all day, and then the game, and then after parties. It's... It's an event. <laughs> yeah. So this is a huge deal. Yeah. my uh, So on the Sunday episodes of Spotlight Series with Spicy Boys, just about everybody on that podcast, we all went to different schools. And like Steve, he went to OU, so University of Oklahoma. And there's nothing to do in Oklahoma. It's a very boring except state. Football. Except football. So he, your weekends were full, and he was, uh, he did the March Band, I think, one year because it's very competitive and stuff. And it, that's all you did, man. You went to the games and you just loved that place. Every restaurant or bar had some type of connection to OU, like oh, in the that's name like and here. stuff. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, Greg, Greg was in Half UNT. The places around here are named Bulldog, whatever, yeah. because of Fresno State. Yeah, and you I ju- love it. You just, you, you have to, you'd be dumb not to. Uh, Greg, he went to UNT, so North Texas, uh, go Eagles, call. But everything was green. And because uh, I think they're mean green something. I don't know. Fighting machines? I don't know. I don't love them that much. But anytime I go visit him, like everything was green and there are birds everywhere and people were just yelling call at you. And it, that was the cool thing. I had a buddy who went to TCU, the Texas Christian University. It wasn't really that Christian when I was there. But, purple and black. Yeah, it's everything's purple as fuck and horn frogs and everyone's going crazy. Yeah. The stadium's amazing. But it that's just football in a college town. Football is the only thing you got, honestly, and you hold on to it. Uh this movie's really cool. It really depicts how football is in a town. 
it, it's great. I love the, the the atmosphere of it, and honestly, how people act before and after mm-hmm. is honestly how they would act. It, this is probably the most realistic depiction of football you could really see. Uh, yeah. yeah, just from beginning to end, it's pretty pretty believable. Uh, one thing I didn't realize: director is a little man named Mick G. Mick G. That sounds familiar, Otis. Yeah, he uh did what the first couple seasons of Supernatural. First five se- five seasons of Supernatural. Yeah, uh, he's gone on to do some pretty cool. I think five. He did a lot of the beginning yeah. of Supernatural. Uh, he's gone on to do some really cool, scary movies like uh, The Babysitter on Netflix. Mm-hmm. He did one and two, which I need to we need to review because apparently they're amazing. They look yeah. cool and how people talk and stuff is really cool. Uh, he's he's a really cool dude. People love how he does things. The the score is by Christoph Beck, uh, a name that I will always remember now because that's my boy that did the newer Muppet movies and did all the music for them. So <laughs> if you know us, we love some oh Muppets and we love the Muppet music. And so this is the that one song. I'll give it to you by Constantine yep. is constantly <laughs> stuck in my head. Yes, it's it's really good. So uh, they had. A ridiculous combination of people. Uh, this movie is full of, it's full of actors and actresses that you would think this movie should have won some type of award, but we'll talk about the reception of it Watch, later. Watching but. this movie now is kind of jaw dropping because you are witnessing all of these people who, in two thousand six, when this movie came out, were nothing. Like not yeah. nothing, but like weren't. Yeah, huge. they weren't big. They weren't big. But all of the college kids have gone, well, a bunch of the college kids have gone on to do much bigger things since then. Namely, one Anthony Mackie, who is our current Captain America. Yes. Uh, he crushed it in his role as Nate Ruffin playing the court or not quarterback, but he's like one of the seniors of the team. I think he's um, some type of defenseman. Yeah, because he, he was on the defense. Probably some line. linebacker. But he is one of the players who was injured and couldn't go to the game where the accident happened from. So he's freaking awesome. And then there's a whole bunch of older people in this movie who were already famous and some people who were just hitting their peak. Like there's Matthew Fox from Lost and Speed Racer. Speed Racer. <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, Matthew McConaughey from... Um, just, Literally everything. Yeah, all the cool stuff. <laughs> He's been in a ton of stuff. If you don't know who Matthew McConaughey is, how? Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, the, Ian McShane. Ian I McShane. know his face. He's been in things that I love. He's in John Wick. Thank you. I was like, He's the runner of the hotel. Yes, thank you. The Continental. Yes, uh, Ian McShane is who I want wanted because Supernatural is now over. But Ian McShane is who I will constantly say should have been. The grandpa on Supernatural. Ooh, because he's got a grandpa look. In if you don't know anything about Supernatural, like you probably know the boys because they're all over everything, like Jensen Eccles and Jared Padalecki. But their dad is played by... Um, he was Negan in Walking Dead. Oh I can't gosh. remember his name to save my life. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. There you go. Their dad is Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And I will forever say that Ian McShane looks like he is just an old Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Mm-hmm. Like, I want them to really play father and son in something, and I think Supernatural would have been the perfect place for that, but it's neither here or there. Money. That show is over, <laughs> so I can't. Yeah, that was probably a lot of money just to get him to pop up a couple times. Like, yeah. he wouldn't got that money. Yeah. Uh, Kate Mara, if you saw that newish or 
Fantastic Four movie, she was Sue Sue Storm. Uh, yeah, Sue Storm. Mm-hmm. Just Reed Richards, and her name's Storm. Uh, January Jones, she was in. She's been a bunch X Men. She was uh, um um Ice um, Queen, right? Or Ice Frost? Emma Frost. There Thank you. you. you I got was like, me there. something. <laughs> She turned to ice. She turned shit to like ice diamonds. Uh, David Straithairn, uh, I've seen him before, but he's yeah, like he's the... in a league of their own. Hey, he was he... the one that tried to keep it all together. Yeah, he's like yeah. the agent that's running the entire yeah. league. <laughs> he said that, and I was like, he looks great. Yeah. He does. He looks exactly the same, even though it's been thirty years. So yeah, he looks. Or good. at this point, I guess twenty years. Yeah, twenty-ish. Which yeah, I mean, still people, people he looks fall apart great. Like cake. So yeah, good for him. But no, this movie's really cool, and I like watching older movies just to see all these young people pop up, and I'm like, oh my god, Anthony Mackie, you're so young. He was really young. Showing emotion He's a little. Stuff. Yeah, it was really cool. So, uh, I was looking up some facts about this movie, and uh, honestly, they kept it to the point. It's, it's, it's not a one-for-one retelling of it, but it's pretty damn close. And at the end, in the credits, you actually see all the people that are still alive that wanted to be involved with the movie. They they took pictures with their movie counterparts, and I thought that was really, mm-hmm. really cool. The um, oh, uh, later on in the movie, there's an issue that freshmen can't play on a team because I didn't realize this back in the day. If you got to a college, the freshman players you can't play on the team. They weren't allowed to play. You're only there to like. That's changed. But... To like practice and just learn everything because apparently they thought freshmen couldn't get it down or i don't under really understand the purpose my of guess what i was thinking when we were watching it was that 18 year olds are not as big like they haven't built their body mass up to the True. point that uh a kid who's been in college at, for at least a whole year and had like a div one college has had access to a weight room and a dietitian and a, like personal trainers that have bulked them up to these, this peak physical condition. Yeah. Like if you look at, you know, a senior linebacker to a freshman linebacker, there's a difference of like 100 pounds yeah. there and six inches because boys are still growing at 18. Yeah. In and college, they're not so much at 2021. 20, yeah. Like, <laughs> and college free time is a lot more than high school free time. Like college, you have way more time to work out and do stuff because you don't have to yeah. go to school all the time. You know, it's not like an eight to three situation. Yeah, it's, it's not a set. Your schedule for schooling is not set. It's a lot easier way. for you to do more work. And plus, you're not doing like chores at home and stuff because yeah. you're probably on campus. So it's like, yeah, we're so, working out every so night. So my, my guess to the... The old rule in the NCAA of people not being, freshmen not being allowed to play would be partly the size issue, them just not being as bulked up enough because even, like, my high school, I can't remember, like, I don't know. My football team worked out. I know that they worked out and they had, They had weight training. They had weight training and all that, but they weren't big. When I got to college, like, to Fresno State and saw... The football team, I'm like, fuck, those dudes are huge. Yeah. My, <laughs> I my like, buddy. Dude, I couldn't fathom going from the kids that I went to school with to the, the kids that were the football team. Like, it's a big change. Yeah. My buddy Terrell, not that Terrell. I knew two Terrells in high school. But he was a football player. And as long as I knew him, he was gigantic. He went to, what was it, Idaho 
for college or Florida. I can't remember where, but he just was even bigger. University of Idaho. And he was just a linebacker. The and Vandals? He just he just sat on people because he was gigantic. <laughs> but I always thought that was really cool because I knew, and he was like, you know, junior high and he was big, you know. But then yeah. high school, he just got taller and wider. And I was like, my God, you're gigantic. And yeah. in college, I saw pictures of him because he's like proud of himself as he should. And he was just taller and wider. I was like, yeah. good Lord, you're you just a wall. Yeah. Well, and plus, like, if you sit on the sidelines of a team and practice with the team for a whole year but don't get to play, yeah. you know that team in and out. You know that playbook in and True. out. And by the time you're ready to come in or allowed to come in as a sophomore, like you're you're ready like yeah. everything's ready to go so, so that was a rule back in the day and it wasn't all the sports uh, it was only a few and football was one of the last holdouts that freshmen couldn't play so this whole situation made a little tiny exception and then a couple of years later they actually just abolished it yeah so this whole situation of a whole team just dying they were like, we have to do this. Like, make an exception for us, man. Like, our whole team just died. The A and maybe B team just died. Yeah. You know? And so, that was... Well, they I still had a really freshman cool. team. Yeah. But they wouldn't have played. But they weren't so allowed might, to play. They might as well just be... Uh, I know in some colleges, they're just, like, red shirts. And it's like... Or whatever color they use, is just call them that. They're, you're a red shirt. You're not going to play. Because you're tiny. and But you're here to look at us and watch us do things. Uh, a lot of sports and... Fraternity, a lot of things do that. They're like, you wear this shirt. That's all you get to wear when you're around us. So we know you are not us yet. So yeah. Um, but I learned that in the movie, when the plane crash happens, it lightning strikes. And from what I was looking at, I was like, oh, they got hit by lightning, and then you know everything fell apart. Realistically, and what really happened, well, what they can ascertain from the crash is that the altimeter, the either. There was a malfunction of their altimeter, which tells them how high and low they are. Like in Die Hard 2. That was the whole situation. So when the, the bad guy told him like, oh, yeah, you're at uh, 20,000 feet. They're like, okay, cool. Well, let's slow down and drop to land. But they were already at like 4,000 feet. And so they crashed into the ground. And so that's how he tricked them into dying. So what happened, what they think happened is they're, that altimeter malfunction. And they hit a hill. Oh. And just exploded because I don't know how fast planes go. They haul ass. And if yeah. you hit something that's not moving, that's going to fall apart like tissue paper. Yeah. So well, that's what happened. If they were on a charter jet, oh, well, yeah. I don't, which I don't think they were. I think they were just on a regular plane. But it, we looked it up for fucking draft day. A oh, charter yeah. jet goes like 600 miles <laughs> an hour. And um, a regular plane, I think, was like 400. Like, yeah. average was like the top speed. It was like 400 something. So. Man, that the plane was hauling ass and hit something not moving that you can't move. Yeah. In the movie, they did not hit a, a hill. Yeah, it seemed I like. I don't think. I think it just like exploded in the air. And yeah, then the, landed. the pilot was like, hey, we're getting close, guys. Get ready to Get land. Get ready for landing. Yeah. And then just light happens and then everything goes black and i was like oh they got hit by lightning that sucks you know yeah but no they terrifying that's one of my biggest fears that while i fly yeah yeah they they hit a hill and just everything just came apart oh yeah and they died and so. everyone would have died Whew. like no survivors yeah. from that crash i've seen car crashes like people go like 40 and they hit something like something i don't know an immovable object and, they, and the car just crumples and i'm like yeah good god <laughs> yeah it's scary when things aren't supposed to move and they don't move yes when you hit them, it's scary. So, 
Uh, like always, we'll get into this movie and talk about it. Uh, Sports-wise, it kind of moves. It's an hour and 30 minutes. Like, it, it gets going. So, That's it. I mean, That's okay. hour and 31. So, it it's good. And it's kind of to the point. An hour and... 31. Uh, no, two hours and 11 minutes. Yeah, but it felt quick to me, honestly. Oh, yeah. That was two hours and 11 minutes. I think because Not- I was... Yeah, you were reading it. Oh, an hour and 31 minutes. It's 131 131, minutes. yeah. But it just, it, it I was interested, and so it felt like it went fast. Oh, yeah. It didn't this have to movie, drag There's no me. drag in this movie. They It moves very quickly from, like, emotion to reaction really quickly. Yeah. Okay, so the Thundering Herd football team, they're coming back from a, a game where they lose at the last play. It was a really good game where they showed... And everyone's sad, but the coach, which is the liquid guy from Terminator 2, he was uncredited. They just got him for that. That's insane that he was uncredited. they just got him for that, like, those tiny little scenes. Those five minutes? Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I looked at him, I'm like, that's the fucking liquid guy from Terminator 2. T-1000. Robert Patrick is his name. I love that dude. (laughs) So Robert Patrick's talking to everybody, and he actually talks to one of the coordinators, the president, I think, and he's like, hey, man, uh. Hey, I know we lost, but you know, I hope you have my back when we get back to town because I ain't trying to like get fired. He's like, yeah, it's all right, man, you're good. And he's talking to all the people, uh, all the players and stuff, and you know, he kind of, kind of eats them out after the game after they lose. But you know, everything's happy again. You know, he's like, we need to get our shit together. We yeah, shouldn't lose like that. On the plane, like it's like we're all right. Like we yeah. we'll make a comeback next week. Will be good. Yeah, and then crash. And uh, Anthony Mackie and his boy uh, Bogdan? What was that motherfucker's name? Bogdan, 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 Bogdan. Yeah, yeah, Tom Bogdan. So there are two players that were hurt and they didn't, well, we find out later one of them wasn't hurt. But they were the two players that were hurt and they didn't make it to the game. There was a couple of other ones too. Yeah. There was two more who were injured and couldn't travel with the team yeah and honestly that's what happens with football all the time people get hurt they're like nah don't even fly with us man there's no chance you're gonna play so it's fine uh they go to see a movie and then there's a call like one person hears the news and they tell someone else and they tell someone else the whole town just pauses and everyone hops in their cars and they make it to the the forest area real close to town and they see the destruction of the plane crash and everyone's like is that our boys? Is that our boys? And the families are out there and stuff. It's really Which is sad. Horrible. And one of the firemen finally gets some evidence, and he's like, "Yeah." He pulls out a Marshall playbook. Yeah, it was like, "Yeah." The football team this, playbook. This is the team. <laughs> so uh, I was reading the facts about how many people like died and stuff. Eighteen people were orphaned instantly off of that, and so the town is like we're done like that's normal football everyone's grieving and stuff yeah we can't do anything else because everyone is fucked up from what just happened yeah and they lost their head coach the uh the assistant coach actually was gonna do some drafting or uh what's the word not drafting recruiting recruiting and so he, he took, was recruiting yeah. yeah he took his vehicle and he was gonna go check out some players so he didn't get on the plane but he's like i'll meet you back home and so he survived and he has a lot of survivor's guilt. A lot oh, of people yeah. in this movie get get some real good survivor's guilt. Like uh, like in 9-11 when that happened, when the planes crashed to the towers, uh, a lot of people called in sick or they just were late and they didn't get on the plane or they didn't go into the towers that day for work and then 
people died and they're like, damn, I should have been there. I feel shitty for like being alive. It's the weirdest thing, but I kind of understand the part of it. It's like, I should have been there with them. Yeah. Uh, Steve, one of his uncles worked in the towers and uh, I want to say that he left to get food or something and then it crashed in there. He's like, oh shit. And so it's it's craziness, man. Like, um, it wasn't Ryan Reynolds. A really well-to-do actor missed his flight. And he would have been... Oh, um, the guy that did Family Guy. Seth MacFarlane? He should have been on one of those planes. He said he missed his flight. He overslept. And he would have been on that plane and would have died. Uh, I want to... There's an actress, too, that brought it up. She was like, yeah, I was supposed to be on one of those planes. Yeah. So it's craziness. And so a ton of people have... Survivor's guilt. Uh, Kate Mara, her boyfriend was the quarterback. Yes. Yes. And so she's torn up about it because they were going to get married. And it's really sad stuff. So the president, Donald Deadman? Deadman? Deadman, probably. Call him Deadman. So he's leaning toward just suspending the football program for question mark. And David Ruffin. Because what other option do they have? Yeah, I called him David Ruffin. That's not his name. That's a musician. Nate Ruffin. There you go. I'm calling him David the Ruffin. The whole time again. in this movie, I was like, is he related to one of the Temptations? Yeah. <laughs> like- <laughs> I'm going to call him David Ruffin again. But Nate Ruffin, uh, it's Anthony Mackie. He's saying like, no, don't shut this down. They wouldn't want this. If you shut this down, it's going to be a question mark and it's going to be harder to get it going again. I understand what he's saying because yeah. people are like, oh, we'll shut it down just for a little bit. Like, no, no, no. If it shuts down, it's never coming back. It's not back. coming back. I get that. Yeah. Well, it's, and it was Anthony Mackie's senior year. So yeah. he's struggling on a lot of, with a lot this, yeah. in this movie. I 100% get him. I'm like, this shit's not going to come back if it stops right now. So yeah. he's pushing really hard. And he actually, like, throws out pleas to the town and players that stayed alive. And he gets all these people to come to a meeting where they're voting on it. And the whole town is outside just cheering where our marshal and the the president's like fuck we can't close this out and so now the real problem and real question what they're going to do is we don't have a team we have a handful of freshman players a smattering of people that didn't go and that's it like the the coordinators are all gone the coach is gone and so and we have an assistant coach that doesn't want to do it he's very much just like no I'm, i'm done with football and so the the hiring process starts for the the university president, and no one wants to do it because honestly, it felt like it was probably a little too late to hire anybody anyway. So the people that were wanted the job were like, "I got a job, man," or "No, wait, you don't have a team, right? Everyone's dead, right?" And he's like, "Yeah, but we're gonna, we're, but football's still gonna happen." He's like, "Nah, that's kind of weird." Yeah. And so one of their last picks, and actually someone that called them, I think I want to say, he saw some note about it. Uh, Jack Lingle. Ling- Lingle? His name is Jack. It's Matthew McConaughey. Uh, a very Lingle. Lingle. He's a very eccentric man. Uh, he's all about the power eye. Power eye. As Matthew McConaughey <laughs> plays very well. Uh, he's His eyes, one eye is always open really good. One's kind of closed. And his mouth is always to the side because... That's how you talk in the south and stuff, I guess. So he he takes the job. He's like, I can do this. You know, I can get this team together. And he actually gets Red Dawson, the, the coach that didn't die. And he's like, I'll give you one year, man. One year and I am done with this. And he's like, okay, 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 we got this. 
And then they do the arduous journey and montage kind of of finding finding a team a team pulling together players recruiting from like high schools getting people to come back because basically they have from what would have been the end of the football season one year to the start of the next football season in september yeah they've got nine months to put together an entire football team not just pick and choose a couple of kids to add to their team that already exists. No, they have to make a They got to make an entire team. They need a full roster. And West Virginia took a lot of their prospects. The second that crash happened, all those people that were like, oh, I was going to go to Marshall. He's like, well, guess I'm going to West Virginia because they don't have a team. And they're like, no, we have a team. They're like, oh, I'm already like, they got my scholarship and stuff going. I already agreed. Uh, West Virginia, they're actually good guys in this movie because they're they're a rival of the team. But they actually give them playbooks because this is accurate college. Yeah, because stuff. this team actually helps them out with this, and I was like, "That's really nice." Because rivals are like, "You go fuck yourself." But they're not though in college sports. Yeah, this is something that would absolutely have happened, and if it happened today, um, it would happen. Oh, like definitely. I remember when the Virginia Tech shooting happened when we were in college. Like every school everywhere had yeah. Virginia Tech like memorial stuff on, oh yeah on their sports gear there was all sorts of events like about it like i yeah yeah it was really good college loves each other colleges love each other yeah so while this is all this happening with jack the president deadman he is trying his best to get that rule abolished we were talking about about the freshmen so the whole movie Gotta that's like to the ncaa that's like his job is to get that going and he finally gets it so they're like because he goes and talks to them in person yeah instead of sending mail they can just be like no he goes or there and he's calls, like hey yeah. say no to my face because i'm gonna tell you some sad shit and they're like oh right bitch. i can't, I can't, say, can't no say no to this because yeah. <laughs> this is about to be the saddest story you've ever heard right so the new team is comprised of 18 returning players three varsity, 15 sophomores, and walk-on athletes from other sports programs in Marshall. So they get, like, this, like, center from basketball as a tight end because he's gigantic. Because tight ends, you want a tight end to be kind of tall. Some of my favorite tight ends of all time, they're big boys. Uh, What's his face from the Patriots? I can't remember his name. Gronk? Yeah, Gronkowski. He's a tall tall fucking guy. That's what you want from a tight end because they can kind of do – they're defensive and offensive, so you kind of want them big. Uh yeah, and uh the kicker is like what a soccer player. Yeah, he is soccer. Which I guess would translate easily. Some of the best kickers were soccer players. Um, I know a couple, and so that's that's how they pad out their spots. I mean, that's kind of what they do in the replacements yeah. when they get the rugby guy. But I think there are some actual like soccer players that transferred over to football and it worked out for them. So Dave, Nate Ruffin, is the <laughs> the every time. Official, not official. He's the official captain of this team, but he's working through injuries. Uh, I always feel bad when there's a player that wants to play, hundred percent wants to do it, but the body's not into it. The body's like, bro, you busted. And so the whole movie, Nate is fighting a shoulder injury, and it does not get better. And he's constantly agitating it because he wants to win. He wants to prove to the people that are like, this is dumb. Football shouldn't have happened. He wants to do it. So I feel for him emotionally and physically because his body is not ready for a game. And so he finally has to sit down because the coach is like, are your shoulder good? He's like, yeah, I'm good. I can play. And he smacks him in the shoulder 
and you see him just like holding back pain yeah. and he starts crying and he's like, he's like I'm I, good I can play coach I'm, I'm like, good I can play I'm like oh it hurts he wants to play so bad yeah Anthony Mackie crushed this oh, role oh man so the young thundering herd is their new name so their first game they're going against Moorhead State the Eagles and their first game uh, they get what two field goals yeah, and they lose bad. 26 to 6 and it's so bad. Everybody comes to the game and they're like, oh, that was kind of shit. Actually, not not everybody comes to the game. It's an away game. And they're like, oh, that was kind of shitty. And so. Yeah, maybe everyone's starting to rethink, like, maybe we shouldn't have done this. And the naysayers who have been naysayers all along, the people who have lost, who lost people that they loved in the team, particularly Ian McShane's character, who is the quarterback's dad, the old quarterback's dad. He has been very adamant, like, we do not need football right now. We are grieving. This town is grieving. Let us grieve. Yeah. So all those naysayers who have been just talking shit from the sidelines, basically, they come out of the woodworks at this point and are like, look, we fucking told you we weren't ready for this. And now we look like shit because we're losing on a national stage. Yeah. Everyone's looking at us. Y'all fucking up. Wow, they suck. So, just like any sports movie, this is like the down part of it. Every team they play is going to be like, oh, they're shitty. <laughs> we don't have to worry about, we don't really have to worry about this team. So, their next game, it's a home game, the first home game of the season. And they're playing Xavier University, which was their first home game. And in this game, they actually get their shit together. Uh, David Nate Ruffin. Nate Ruffin is busted, and so he is the captain on the sideline for this game. He's like, your shoulder's shitty, bro. Like, let it heal. And he's like, okay. He kept acting a mess in practice, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He He, got grumpy at a point. He has, like, a mental break. Yeah. So when they lose um, that first game, Anthony Mackie, because because he's been... Because he's the captain, he's the returning senior, he's the one who really put this team together. He feels like he let everyone down, and he's basically holding all of this pressure on his shoulders, um, literally and figuratively, because his shoulders fucked up. (laughs) But he's dealing with this huge burden that he's put on himself, that this is all my fault, you know, maybe we shouldn't have done this, maybe we should have just done nothing and he's taking it out on the other kids on the team when he's when they're practicing and he just like repeatedly fucks this one kid up who's supposed to be like running at him the kid is supposed to be working on his um offensive skill his offensive line skill and nate just like fucks this kid up and the coach has to pull nate aside and be like bruh what (laughs) like chill the fuck out it's okay yeah so like i said a lot of people are holding in emotions nate had to straighten up and just be the leader to get everything going and so he never had time to sit down and just be sad and he finally gets that moment and he's like damn i'm fucked up y'all and it's like okay you're gonna sit for a little bit because you are very torn up about this and so the game against xavier they actually win (laughs) Hooray, they won their game, and Xavier's like, oh my god, we lost to a shitty team, and that's what you get for underestimating a team. You go cutthroat any time when you play somebody. Don't don't play less because they're hurt. You sweep the fucking leg. That's what you get, man. No, uh, quick story. We were at Comic-Con, and we were doing this trivia thing 
about comic book stuff, and I know a lot about Ooh. comic books and stuff. And my buddy I'm Vince, I'm gonna get so fucking mad right now. Yeah, no, well, me, Guido, Katie, we were all doing God's work there. I got there and we were shitting on these. We teams. are nerds. Yeah, <laughs> and very, very and we're smart nerds. nerds. And yes. like I, I was three, four words into a question, and I would just hit the buzzer and be like, "Oh, you're talking about Jarvis." And the the dude saying the question was like, "How did you even get that from that?" I was like. Well, you said butler, so there was only two butlers in comic books. <laughs> so I just took a guess that you weren't going to talk about Alfred. So I assumed yeah, you, you were going to go. You would have worded it differently if you yeah. were talking about Alfred. I assumed Alfred, you were so. going for the Avengers butler. So that's Jarvis. And he's like, yeah, that's correct. And he's, everybody's like, he's cheating somehow. I'm like, nah, I'm just, this is all I have. I don't know. This is what I'm good at. You leave me alone. Yeah. So my buddy Vince, we're all destroyed at this point also. And Vince is like, man, we won like the last seven rounds in a row because there's prizes every round. Vince is like, maybe we should stop trying so other people can win stuff. And I looked at him like he said, I like eating babies. And I was disgusted. And I was like, get the fuck out of my face, Vince. And Guido, you know, the one I talk about all the time, he's like, fuck that. We taking everything tonight. I was like, thank you, Guido. We're taking everything from these people. (laughs) And we did. (laughs) We had so many things at the end of the night. But no, that's one thing I never get out of teams that they underestimate people. I we have lost many games because we think it's all in the in the bag. Oh, five on one, pff, I'm gonna go spin in a circle and then just oh, how did we lose? And it's like oh, because we stopped caring. So Xavier got shit on by a freshman team, honestly. That's, but that's what they get. So they win and everything's happy. Uh, the team did not do good afterward. Uh, I think they won maybe one or two more games that season. And uh, Captain Jack. He won out of, uh, I think they said he was there for uh, two or three seasons. His score was like 6-36. and 36. Uh, They did not do good. But obviously, their team is very patchwork. And I assume some of those players did not stay, like the basketball dude. He probably didn't stay that super long. Uh, Coach Red, he promised. He made a promise to stay one year, and he stayed one year, and he stopped doing football afterward. Uh, yeah. He was like, I'll give you one year to help you out, bro, but I'm out afterward. And he told the truth. Uh, it's an amazing film. A really, really, really good film. Touching as shit. I had a good time watching it. So, uh, yeah, if you have a chance, I'd watch We Are Marshall. Very, very good. So, Katie, who was your favorite character in We Are Marshall? Oh, Nate Ruffin. Yeah. Anthony Mackie's character was my favorite from start to finish. He... Felt hung up about it at the beginning, uh, not being able to go, you know. Yeah. He had he had this sense of, like, this team is my team, and if I'm not there, then they're, you know, like, his sense of purpose towards the team was very, very high at the beginning, um, and he felt bad the whole time about being injured and not being able to go to the first game, and then dealing with that survivor's guilt oh, yeah. was very, very heavy on him, um, having to deal with, you know, the loss of all of his friends, basically, and having to rebuild this team and get to know these other freshmen and dealing with his best friend, Tom Bogdan, who was just an all-around garbage person. Oh, yeah. We'll talk um, about him soon. Yeah. Um, and him having to deal with that and the loss of his best friend and all of these different things and then him working through his mental hang-ups and his physical hang-ups yeah. to get to the point where they got to at the end of the movie. Um, it was really, really good. And he took on the role of captain very well. I don't... Like, I know that the team needed a captain, and I'm yeah. glad that they chose Nate, but I don't know... 
I don't know how anyone could go from losing their entire team to being like, okay, now I'm in charge of this team. Like it's, that's just the only way you get that heartbreaking. The only way you get that is like I said, like you just turn off your emotions for a little bit. Yeah, I know. Because he, he was, wasn't sad at first. He was just like, oh yeah, this no, team has to, to have survive. Yeah, it was just it was which, so good. Which, and yeah. Anthony Mackie like crying. Just makes me cry. Like, yeah, that was he's really so good sad. at it. It's really sad because <laughs> he's so good. It was a face of like, I can't stop. The there's, team yeah. needs me. And yeah, it's like, you're hurt. There's nothing man. I can do. Yeah. Yeah. You're hurt. And he's like, no, I'm not. And he hits his shoulder. He's like, that hurt a lot. No, I'm not. <laughs> and he's no, sitting there I'm crying. Not. He's like, no, I'm not. This, I'm fine. This really fucking hurts. So yeah. uh, I actually went with Coach Jack. Uh, I like eccentric people in a, like a sports movie. Because that weird stuff gets you W's at some point. Uh, Coach Jack had to be weird. You you had to be different and think up different plays. It's funny when they're like, well, Power Eye is not going to work with this team because they're beginners and stuff, in a sense. And it's like, well, West Virginia has a playbook and it works well with beginner players. How about we ask them for it? And it's like, that's insane. Why would they give us the playbook? And it's like, well, let's ask them. And it's like, who asks a rival team for their playbook. And then they got there and the dude's like, okay. Matthew McConaughey's yeah, crazy son of a... It's crazy. I wouldn't have done it. I'm like, that's really dumb. They're not going to give us their playbook. And it's like, later on you find out the co- the West Virginia coach is like, yeah, bro, like, I'm. this sucks for y'all. It's like, whatever you need will help. And I'm yeah. like. Yeah, here's our whole room yeah. of film. Yeah, look at here's film. Here's all of our playbooks. Like. It's, it You're was good. crazy, but... And they had the little uh, Marshall M on yeah. the back of their helmets. So, it, you know, it I'm sucks. I'm telling you, college. It sucks, but, but Captain Jack had to be crazy to get it all together. And the way he talked to people, and it was very much like, that's impossible. He was like, nah, man, it's not impossible. Just try. And then when it worked out, he's like, I told you. I told you. You, you just know? gotta try. Just what did I say? What did I, what did I fucking say? Pointing at people smiling, his crazy Matthew McConaughey smile. You're like, God damn it. You told me this was a workout, you know? Very cool dude. So, Katie, who is your least favorite character? It's probably my least favorite character. Oh, no. Actually, you're, if your least favorite person is someone else, then no. Uh, or is the person you were thinking of. My least favorite character is Paul Griffin. He is Ian McShane's character. Oh, yeah. He plays the dad of the quarterback who died. And he is just a dick throughout this movie. Yeah, At the very cool. beginning of the movie... Um, we see that he is clearly an asshole to his son. Like, the bottom line is winning, and that's his son just... You could see it. Like, their their interaction from the very beginning. And then, like, he has a sweet moment with Kate Mara um, where he be, just becomes her family. Like, they become the only family they've got left yeah. because their, the son, Jack, is now gone, and... Um, all these things, but he is a douchebag throughout the film. Like, I understand that he's grieving, he lost a son, but he takes it upon himself to get rid of the university president, the guy who's trying to kickstart the team. Like, he's in charge of the Marshall PTA, which, or school board, which doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, there's a lot of things about his specific character that makes no sense to me. He had a lot of power. Yes. So, one the first thing that I s- said to Otis right off the bat was when the plane crashed and the dad just started like going all nuts. I could not understand for the life of me how 
the quarterback for this team grew up in this town because that's not how college football works. Yeah. Like the fact that they had a homegrown quarterback is insane and so like very, very rare. Very, very, very rare for a homegrown football player to end up at this the university in his backyard. Like that's not a thing that happens because the Jack or Paul had lived there for years and years. He said he had lived there for like 30 years, mm-hmm. which is insane to me. Like, that's not how quarterbacks work. That's not how football teams work. You recruit from all over the state, all over the United States. Like, people are coming from everywhere. And the fact that the best quarterback to go to this school lived there is nuts. And then Paul's character works in a fucking steel mill. Okay. Great. Like you're you're just a regular dude working a regular job. Awesome. How the fuck are you in charge of the school board at the university if you work at a steel mill? Yeah. Those two jobs are so inter- like so far apart from each other. It doesn't make sense that the person whose son is the head of the football team is in charge of the school board, but doesn't actually work in education at all, and is just a fucking steel mill worker. Like, nothing, I have nothing against steel mill workers, of course. Like, y'all are great. You keep the world moving. But these two jobs are not something that one man should have. Like, this steel mill worker should not have as much power over the university as he did. And he was just a dick about it. Yeah. So he was my least favorite character. It's very odd. Yeah. He's a weird character. My least favorite character, I'm surprised Katie. The backstory of Tom. Let's go. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Tom Bogdan. So uh, when Nate Ruffin, hey, I said it right. So Nate Ruffin, when the deaths happened and Nate's like, we got to keep this team going, Tom Bogdan was the other player that didn't go to the game and so he didn't die. Uh, at first, it seemed like they were both injured in a sense. Uh, every time someone would ask him, like, well, why are you, like, where are you hurt? Because Nate had his arm in a sling. And they're like, well, how did you get hurt? And then something would happen before he could answer. So you find out later, Tom overslept. And yeah. he just didn't make he wasn't it hurt. to the ride. He just overslept. And so now he has his super, super duper survivor's guilt because he really should have been there. He should have been there. There was no reason for him not to have been there. Yeah. And so the whole time, Nate's like, Tom, I need your help. You know, make sure you get these people here this day so we can make sure football doesn't just go away in this town. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then at some point he's like, hey, some of the guys want to like not do football. And he's like, who? Who said that? Who doesn't want to do this? He's like, "Ah, I'm I'm just... I'll just, There's only like three people who survived from like who didn't yeah, end up going yeah. that they show in this movie. Yeah, and Tom's like, ah, I was just I was just saying stuff. Don't don't worry about what I'm saying. He's like, okay, man. And then Tom's like, I'm not coming back. And he finally hits him. Now I'm not saying survival guilt. You know that's that's shit. I can't say that you know you're a piece of crap for doing that. It sucks. You know, but he should have just told him straight up instead of like getting his hopes up and then like tearing him down like that because that was his best friend he's like you're my best friend man like help me out with this yeah so i need your help here. He, he was pretty bitch made in that sense and he didn't come back i was waiting on him to pop up at the end and be like you're right man like they would want us to play and he didn't he was and no. he was in the crowd at the end and he's like wow you fucking did it without me i'm like bitch help <laughs> You see me hurt? Help us. And so I thought that was pretty bitch made. But, hey, the assistant coach, he said, you got a year and I'm done. 
And he told the truth. So he left. A lot of people had a lot of internal issues with this whole situation, and they didn't come back to football. So yeah, yeah. Mike uh, Matthew Fox did a great job at this. His yeah. internal struggle of dealing with, like, I loved the way that they did the flashbacks between, like. Matthew Fox's character, the assistant coach, he had these like Vietnam flashbacks of previous games with the the T-1000 coach. And there would just be moments when Jack would say something that the old coach would say, which is not uncommon because it's football. Like how many different words and phrases can you say? But he like strung together these phrases that the other coach would say. And then Matthew Fox uh, Red would just have these like Vietnam flashbacks and just stop what he was doing and just sit and just remember these moments yeah, from the old some... coach and he would just freak out essentially and it was just brilliant. It yeah. was so good. It was really nice. But like I said, I haven't had to deal with something like this where I was like, I should have been there. I would be dead right now. I haven't had anything like that. A lot of my like, oh wow. It's like it's just I met people that I probably shouldn't have met. Like Katie if I, that summer, I wasn't going to do any, like, workshops or anything, and I went there because I, honestly, I just wanted to go to Colorado, I wouldn't have met Katie. I would not have met her if I didn't go that, that weekend, or that week, to to that convention. I Honestly, guy wouldn't have met her. So, it's crazy stuff, and it, oh, man, the, just, fate is really odd, so, but it's kind of freaked out thinking about it. How you meet people and it's like, if I just didn't want to go, I wouldn't have met you at all. It's just really weird. So this movie, oh, take it back. Let's do seven word synopsis. Only I just have one because you can tell the movies where I'm watching a little too hard and I just forget to do them. Because I like to write them when, I, when, when the motivation hits me instead of at the end. Because I don't know. I, only, I get creative right when something happens. Uh, but there's this weird middleman of... If it's one of my favorite movies, like Evil Dead, whenever we watch it, I've been saving it for question mark. But whenever we watch Evil Dead series, I'm going to have like 30 of them because I love that fucking movie. That love that series. But with this one, I only have one because I was watching it with my mouth open. So that new coach was crazy as hell. Uh, <laughs> coach Jack was a, a madman. An yeah. absolute mad lad. But he got a W. He didn't get a lot of Ws while he was there. But he got a W that he really needed. The first home game. Everybody in the mom is going to be at that game, and he won. So that helped the team. Like Everyone's like, eh, maybe they're not that bad. They were that bad. But that day, they weren't that bad. So, uh, Katie. Uh, only crazy man would take that job. You're right. Because Jack Lingle had to be just absolutely insane to have the wherewithal to rebuild this team from nothing. and Craziness. Just the outside factors that he was competing against. The fact that a big portion of this town just did not want this football team to return and were actively campaigning against him and against everything that he was doing. It gets so fucking crazy. And then and a real synopsis of this film. Plane crash devastates town. Football helps heal. Yes. 100%, man. Yeah. Woo! Okay. This movie came out December 22nd. It's a Christmas film. 2006. Christmas sports. Yeah, Christmas sports, which we'll talk about the money, but it can only go two ways. So, <laughs> uh, what do you think the budget for We Are Marshall was? Uh, I said $15 million. Woo, that's so cute of you. 
This movie cost $65 million to make. Okay. It makes sense. Every fucking actor was somebody either getting there or they have been established. I doubt Matthew Conhey asked for a super crazy amount, but they probably were like, here's how much we're going to give you. And he's like, okay. <laughs> okay. I can close one of my eyes kind of and move my mouth to the side like that. and talk. I can do that. Matthew Fox is probably getting some good money. Uh, Ian McShane 100% was getting some good money for being the serious guy he was. Uh, Liquid guy probably got a good couple ham sandwiches for his couple scene. So, like, they were doing good, you know. Um, how much do you think the box office for this film was? Oh, um, I said $50 million. That's reasonable. But your budget was like 15 My so. budget was 15 so I don't really know. You going 50 Uh, Yeah, fuck it. I don't yeah. know how much. Because I'm the only person I know who, like adamantly talks about this movie yeah. all the time and really likes this when when other people bring up football films i'm the only person to ever mention this film so yeah. i'm gonna go with not a lot of people saw this movie and you'd be correct the box office was 43.5 Ooh, i wasn't that far yeah, off yeah no you okay. weren't that's why i was like damn that's actually pretty good uh this movie a lot of people talk about like the plot but it's real so real yeah. life real life is kind of boring so they're like the plot's kind of sad. Yeah, the plot's kind of like unbelievable like, and, and easy. And I'm like motherfucker, that's life, you know. Uh, a lot of people said that Matthew McConaughey, a lot of the older actors, they were amazing, but the scenes they weren't there were kind of. Uh. Uh, so know what it's they were expecting. yeah, that's what I'm saying. So uh, Matthew McConaughey, they, people said that this motherfucker should have won an award for this movie, just yep. the way he acted and way, what he had to do for it. Uh, he was great, but. I I think the month, like like any movie around Christmas, is a gamble. You can do scary movies in Christmas time. You might make some money because they're like, oh, I want to be scared after Christmas. Or it's like, I'm not watching that shit. Uh, December, like family films work. This is kind of it's a family film, kind of sad and scary it's a at very the beginning. Sad. Yeah, family film. Um, I wouldn't do a lot of stuff. I would have dropped this around football time. Honestly, or before football started, like the draft, the draft's happening tonight. I would have dropped it around that time and been like, oh shit, football movie, football time. Uh, I don't like dropping movies in December, especially the 22nd, that late. I'd have done it early December, if anything. But I, I've seen a lot of Christmas movies not work, honestly. But I guess it's kind of a variety thing. It's like, oh, don't want to watch Katie's. Christmas classics or this football movie. I'm like, I want to watch a football movie. But I don't really yeah, go to I movies don't, I don't Christmas. Think, so. I, don't think fo- I don't think a football movie should have come around, nah. come out around Christmas. It's, it's, I don't think it was that smart of them. But uh, This came out in December, you said? Yeah, 22nd. They missed it by a month, honestly. The ideal time for a football movie, Ooh, I think, is Thanksgiving. 100%. Because it's the you're heading into playoffs in football. Everyone's got football in the mind. And there's that weird Thanksgiving, like... I don't know. What do you do after Thanksgiving dinner is done? Like, either you sleep and you watch the Dallas Cowboys game, or you go find something else to do. Yeah. Like, me and my cousin, Sam, from uh, Real Lit, every Thanksgiving for a long time, we would get up and go after uh, Thanksgiving dinner was done, and we would either go Black Friday shopping, or... 
we would go to the movies. Yeah. Like, that's what we did Thursday night. Before, like, shopping became the Thursday night thing. Yeah. Before it was really, like, a Thursday night thing and started Friday mornings. Thursday night, like, the family would just be all, like, sleeping around. like Or sleeping around, well, just laying around and sleeping <laughs> because they were, tired from, <laughs> they were tired from eating, uh, just being obnoxious with food. And me and my cousin were, you know, early 20s at the time. We were just like, no, this is stupid. I don't want to just sit around and watch Jeopardy. Like, I want to go do something. So we would go watch a movie. Like, we went and saw, you know, Rent and all these different movies on Thanksgiving Day because what the fuck else are we doing? Yeah. And I totally would have watched this if it had come out on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah. I just... didn't see this film in theaters. I no. saw this after the fact. Yeah, timing. I honestly think, yeah, November would have been way better. Yeah. So. Sad, sad stuff. Uh, this movie should have made way more money. But yeah, it should. It's so good. It's good. It's good. But, you know, that's what happens with the gamble of December films. Probably they didn't have space and they had to put in December, which happens a lot. Probably. Movies, movies get pushed to dumb times because it's like, well, we got, you know, Shrek 52 is coming out. So we don't want to, like, challenge people to watch two movies. So push you to December, late December. Like, man. Okay. Um, this movie's great. Please watch it. It's it's really it's good. So I had a good time good. with it. Um, if you have any other cool football fun facts for us, football fun facts, uh, you can tweet us at Allentown Pod. We have an email. It is Allentown Presents at gmail.com. We have a Facebook at Allentown Presents. So the month of April, we have, I believe, one or two more sports films, and then we are going to move into Martial Arts Month. And, and you guys know we're really into yeah. that shit. Uh, Last year was a lot. No, there's some really good ones. It uh, really is. Uh, I know we're trying to diversify our funds, and we're going to do some older ones, some cult classic E ones. Uh, in my heart, uh, we're doing one that's a mix of hip hop, rap, and kung fu. It's very, very silly. Uh, you can't take that one serious. But then we're going to watch some more Donnie Yen films where he's kicking dudes in the head. And you're like, oh, I can take this serious. Uh, so, But I'm thinking that this month is probably going to be a little more lighthearted than the first martial arts month where we were watching some fucking train wreck kind of martial arts films a lot. I think three of them I have in my head are pretty make you smile. But then you're like, oh, god damn. Uh, we watched the Donnie Yen one and it's cute. But he fucks dudes up in it. And I'm like, oh, god damn. <laughs> there were multiple times Katie was like, oh, shit. But then it's like, oh, he's so cute. Uh, but no, Martial Arts Minds is going to be really, really, really good. I'm, I'm very excited about it. The next three months, because it's like it goes into comic books afterward, I think. Mm-hmm. And then uh, anime. So it's going to be good. Like the next couple of months are going to be pretty solid. So uh, like always, uh, for, you know, just me and Katie for this one. But thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back very soon with another sports film, another Katie sports film, because uh, we did all of my, like, kid ones at the beginning of the month. Hey, so. my next one's a kid one, so. Yeah, but I did all the ones I really love. Yeah. But, uh, oh, yeah. Now we're moving into my favorite. Yeah. So we'll be back very soon with another episode. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye.